So our gospel today is bringing us to our peak of the Lenten journey because the cross is now in sight. The road to Jerusalem is the final step for Jesus. And we're going to hear that next weekend in the Passion of the Christ. And Jesus heads to Bethany today to raise an old friend who is only a few miles from the cross and only a couple weeks from the cross himself in the timeline of the gospel. We hear in the gospel that Jesus' life was often being hunted and pursued, but it was not his time as we hear so often, but now is his time. For three years of ministry, Jesus had to be quite careful. His time is now and there's nothing he can do about it or there's nothing he wants to do about it. In the gospels, there's three stories told when Jesus raised someone from the dead. There were probably many more. Even John tells us in his gospel, in the epilogue, that if we were to write everything that he did, there's not enough pages in the world to do it. So Jesus had an eventful three years. Now the important thing about the uh, raising from the dead stories, they all had one little motif about them. Jesus used words. He called out. In the Gospels, even last week, what did he do with a blind man? Took uh, um, dirt and spit on it, made clay, put it on his, on his head. Sometimes he did that. He touched lepers to heal them. Lots of things. It didn't matter what, but he did it for a purpose. Today, he did it for a purpose. He calls out. What is that significant about? Remember the story of the Good Shepherd. Jesus tells us, we're going to celebrate that after Easter. But the Good Shepherd Sunday, he hears, my, my sheep hear my voice, and they listen. That's important. When he calls out to Lazarus, he knew his voice will rise the same way. We'll have to hear his voice. We might not have ever heard it audibly, but we listen. What's Jesus' voice? Right now, for us, it's our conscience. Do we follow our conscience? And if we follow our conscience, we will know the voice of the shepherd. I know many here, we do it. We follow Jesus every day. What does he want of us? That is how we know the voice of Jesus. We listen to him in our conscience. What does he tell us to do? The church always teaches our conscience. We'll hear the call of God from that. So we have to train ourselves to listen to the voice of the good shepherd. Church teaches we have the ability to ignore our conscience if we wish. To tune it out. I don't know if you remember Timothy McVeigh, I might have said this before. He was the bomber in the federal, uh, building, federal uh, Oklahoma City Federal Building. He was a baptized Catholic. I'm sure his conscience was screaming, don't do it. Don't do it. But he did it. He ignored the voice of Jesus. And we have that ability to do that. Our conscience tells us daily 
much smaller events, much smaller things. You probably shouldn't do this. It's not going to end well, but we can stop there or we can do it. That's what it's all about. Will we listen to our conscience? And if we do, we're listening to the voice of Jesus in us. Don't do this. Don't do this. It's not going to end. It's not going to... God gives us our free will. Jesus' dearest friends were wondering where Jesus was. You could have saved him. The psalm says, why? Why have you forsaken me? Jesus said it from the cross. Why, oh my? Why have you forsaken me, O Lord? We don't want to be tempted with saying that to Jesus. Martha and Mary implied it today. Why have you forsaken us? Jesus was not indifferent to his friends. He's not indifferent to our sufferings. He wept. Lazarus, his death was for the glory of God. To show more. To show the disciples, to show people around that he has the power over life and death. Like I said, we don't want to be tempted with thoughts that God does not care about us. 